Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff. I'm your host. I'm also a father of five kids within six years of age and two with special needs so that I get it when I say, I know your time's valuable and I'm grateful that you're with us today and I'm going to make sure I do my best to make sure that the time you spend with us is valuable for you. And I'm excited to share Shannon Jacobs' story with all of you. She's the mother of five kids, two of which have been diagnosed with autism, one who has paperwork in, and they're waiting for the assessment, or we'll learn more about that when we talk to Shannon. I love it. She says, although the kids aren't biologically hers, that they're her babies, and that just warms my heart. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Hi, thank you. Thanks for being with us. So can you tell us the ages of your five kids? I've got... Five, six, eight, 15, 17. Five, six, eight. Yeah, that's close. And then which ones do you believe are on the spectrum? What ages? My six-year-old and my 15-year-old were uh, diagnosed on the spectrum. My 15-year-old was diagnosed higher functioning with the, was it ODD? The attitude issue. Okay. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. And then my six-year-old she was diagnosed before she was three and she was diagnosed low functioning nonverbal and this little girl don't shut up really so tell, really tell me about that because my son's nonverbal and that's not how i would describe him so tell us what nonverbal that doesn't shut up means so when i first came into her life she was three and she didn't talk mm. at all she hid in a room dark room and had her TV. And after me and her dad had been together for maybe a week, I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. I was like, that little girl is very smart and she's playing you. And my son who's a five-year-old at the time. He didn't speak very much either. I actually had him tested with first steps here in Missouri. And they said his language was like where it was supposed to be. But after having my eight-year-old, I was like, okay, something's different. My eight-year-old used to have conversations with me. And then now I have these two that don't talk at all. So them two together actually helped each other a lot. Wow. They started talking to each other. I don't baby them, I guess you could say. I use full sentences. I use complete words. I don't make up words for stuff. And I think that helped with her learning along with her speech therapy at school. She does have an IEP at school that helped her, you know, be able to express herself a little more. She still has the issues of being able to express herself, but now she, she does speak. She is not nonverbal at all. And um, she's not low functioning. They said that she would never be able to do anything on her own. And that was my issue with the whole thing. Don't label my kid because you don't know what they're capable of. Yeah, that's and I and I loved when I saw the uh, topic for the show because 
sometimes we get these labels and then that we just kind of accept that as the way it's going to be. Yep. So it's inspiring that you're sharing this. Tell us more about how this is unfolding. So when, like I said, when we first got together, she was nonverbal. When it was bedtime, he would put her in her room, turn the TV on, make sure everything was off but the TV. And she didn't like that. She used to bang her head on the wall and he would go in and coddle her. And I was like, okay, no. I said, can I try something? And he said, "Mm, okay, you know, and my 15 year old was like 12, 13 at the time. And they were very protective of her. Her name is Summer. And they were very, very protective of her. And I was like, I'm not going to hurt her. I my best friend at the time, her brother was autistic. And I we were friends for seven years before, you know, I came into Summer's life. So I know how they have to be. You know, some people, they have to have their I need my notifications before this happens or my whole day is off. Yeah. Well, he was like, you know, go ahead. Just be gentle. And I was like, I'm going to be gentle. She's three. Yeah. I picked her up. And I put her on her bed and I said, you're a pretty girl and pretty girls don't do that. And she stopped. She has not banged her head on anything since. Every kid's different. That's not going to work with everybody. But somehow it worked with her, you know, and she does learn. I tell him, I tell my fiance all the time, you can't treat her differently because any adult with any kind of disability, you ask them what they could have changed in their life. It's. I wish I hadn't have been treated any different than everybody else. Hmm. We first got together. It was dinner time, chicken nuggets and French fries, not for McDonald's. Like I, I he had it in the freezer for her bigger chicken nuggets and French fries. And I was like, Hmm, we're going to try something different. I made pancakes one night and she's in the middle of eating dinner and he messages, Hey, how's she doing? And I said, she's eating pancakes. Or he said, what's for dinner? I said, it was pancakes. Oh, she doesn't like pancakes. And I went, took a picture of her eating pancakes. And he was like, huh. I say, yeah, you're stuck on, you know, one thing. You need to broaden her her horizons on stuff, you know, otherwise she's not gonna know. Yeah. And even more so with kids I once read regarding food, they have to try it at least 10 times before they know whether or not they actually like it. Interesting. So, and now the pancakes... Waffles, they don't last in our house at all. They love them. What's a, a difficult day look like in your household when things aren't? She does still melt down. She has this very strong attachment to my mother. She's met my mother one time. We actually, we flew to Nevada. She did amazing. I was really concerned about how she'd be on the flight, but she did amazing. And she attached to my mom. And so anytime we'd get in the car to leave, my mom would be closing up her house, locking it up while we were all in the car. And she'd freak out. Where's grandma? Grandma's coming. Hold on. Well, we just drove eight hours to uh, Texas last weekend because my mom was supposed to be there. But it iced over in Dallas. So they canceled all the flights. She lost it. She cried through a fit. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I want my grandma. Grandma's not here. Grandma's supposed to be here. She was not happy. So at 1230 our time, which was 1030 her time, I called and woke her up and I was like, look, I'm really sorry for waking you up, but Summer's losing it. 
she wants her grandma. And so I let her talk on the phone and she was a little more okay with that, but she still wanted her grandma. And because they had canceled all flights, we were there for four or five days without my mom. And it was a lot of uh, distracting. You could see her starting to break down, distract her with something. And so tablet, she's got a um, fire tablet that helps. My niece being there, that helps. We went to shenanigans and she got to go play on stuff that took her mind off of it. So trying to just keep her busy and distracted helped a lot at home. Sometimes it's a whole other story. You got to just, okay, if you're going to scream and you're going to throw a fit, you have a bed, you have a door, go throw your fit in your bedroom. I got five of you. If you all started doing that at the same time, I'd move out. Y'all can have the house. I'd move out. So yeah, it's, it can get kind of stressful, but we use a lot of distraction techniques. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like um, females in her life are very important. So you step in her life, you have one conversation, she changes, she meets your mom and she's attached. Like, is that, is there something behind that or? According to her dad, who has, see, her dad has actually gone to the autistic classes and, and everything at the, um, Thompson Center, which is where the main autistic center is. It's up in uh, Columbia, so it's okay. about two hours away. He's gone to the classes, and you know, I told him, I said, it's really weird because the only person she's really attached to is her dad. She, Daddy, you're my best friend. You're my favorite. And, you know, she loves Mommy, but not as much as she loves Daddy. She's definitely a Daddy's girl. So then when she attached to my mom, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> you know, she's not like that with anybody. And he said that, you know, sometimes autistic children just get that those one or two people that they attach to. And my mom just happened to be that person. Oh. And my mom loves it. You know, she can call on the phone and Summer takes off with my phone and you know she's got her grandma. She's happy. And she does have a grandma and grandpa here in Missouri. But she's not even like that with them. It's really? just my mom. Interesting. And so it is kind of cool to see that she does show the emotions of grandma's not here. I'm mad. And okay, grandma's here. We're going to do everything side by side. I'm not letting her out of my sight because that's my person. And so that was really cool because, you know, being told she'd never show emotion like that. You know, it's awesome to see. Yeah. Very cool. Is there something that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? We actually, me and my fiance just got into an argument while we were in Texas because the chew necklaces, I had gotten some like over a year ago. She used them and then just stopped using them. And he says, oh, it's because she lost them. I'm like, I have one on my desk. I can't find it right now because my desk is a mess, but I have one, you know, she's got stuff. And so while we were in Texas and she was upset that grandma wasn't there, I guess my oldest daughter walked into her biting herself. Mm. And I did not know that. I did not see this. So Carl, my fiance, daddy, was like, we need to find her something to chew on. And I'm like, no, we don't. You're taking her back a few steps. She stopped using them and hasn't been biting anything. I went to my oldest daughter and got her opinion because I love my fiance dearly, but he coddles her. 
So I got my oldest daughter's opinion and I was like, does she need this? And she said, yeah, she was actually biting herself. And I said, okay, let's go to Walmart. And we went to Walmart. I took Summer with us and I let her pick something that she wanted that was safe for her to chew on. It was a teething thing out of the baby section. And that helped her a lot. I was like, okay, you know, you're right. It does help. But at the same time, if we were home and she didn't have that, I don't think that I would have gone out of my way. I would have tried to teach her, you don't need this because there are so many other coping mechanisms that she could use other than biting because just because she's biting on something, again, it shows if she doesn't have that, she's going to bite herself or somebody else. And we don't need that. So he thinks she needs the thing to bite on. I think she doesn't. I think she needs to learn that biting is not okay. So that's something we argue about. I get the occasional needing to bite, but not the constant needing to bite. I think that how we go about it, we're definitely different. We did get into an argument because I wasn't listening to him. I listened to my oldest daughter instead. And I said, that's because you were told she'd never get this far. And she is this far. We've gone 10 steps forward and I don't need you helping her go six steps back. I'm not going to let you do it. You know, there's so much potential in her. And if you are stuck on the she can't, she can't, she can't, then she never will. So that's my big thing. Don't get stuck on that. They can't. Because if you're stuck on that, then, then they never will ever because you're not giving them that chance. I hear you. I appreciate you sharing that. So how do you, five kids with typical needs is crazy. So when you've got five kids, typical needs, unique needs, how do you take care of you? How do you get through those hard days? My oldest is definitely helpful. We work from home, but we're not always in the house. So my two oldest will help out. Cynthia is the one that was diagnosed high-functioning, the ODD. She has to have more of an incentive to do things as opposed to my oldest. Uh, Her name is Autumn, and she will just, she knows, okay, mom and dad are busy. This needs to be done. The kids need to be fed. Here's your food. And so she, she takes a lot of initiative and definitely helps out. But there are days where, you know, the kids drive everybody nuts because they're kids. Yeah. Trying to meet everybody's needs can be a little stressful. Uh, the boys are definitely mama's boys. Summer is more of a just leave me alone and I'm good. There are times where, yes, what we think is irrational for her to be throwing a fit about, she's throwing a fit about because it's rational to her. So I have to explain to my eight-year-old, look, she doesn't understand like you do. So she's going to get upset. And we use a lot of uh, talking regarding that. You know, you need, you need to understand that just because you don't find it to be a big deal, she does. And so we try to make sure everybody has a safe place to go if they're overwhelmed. Try to make sure, you know, nobody else is picking on them for how they feel. A lot of teamwork definitely comes into play when it comes to having five of them with different personalities. Yeah. Is that your favorite quote, it can't rain all the time by the crow? I love it. Tell us more about that. So 
if you've seen the crow, you know that it's based in Seattle. Seattle, they say it always rains. I've lived there. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, people look at the rain as dark, depressing, down, bad. And it doesn't rain all the time. You know, just because you're having a bad day today doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be a bad day. So you could have a bad week, but that doesn't mean the next week's going to be bad. Everybody has bad days, including the kids. And I myself tend to forget about that. You know, they're human too. They have bad days. But I do try to remind myself, okay, they are human. They had the wrong color pencil at school. Their day went to crap. And I may not be able to fix it because it's done and over with. But I can try to show them that, okay, tomorrow you can have, you know, the pencil that you want. You know, my eight-year-old. I just bought mechanical pencils to help him with his homework. And he wanted the red one, which was pink, to do for homework at school. And last night he goes, can I have a pencil to do, you know, at school? And I said, okay, which color do you want? And he said, the pink one. And I said, okay, that's, you know, fine with me. He goes, no, 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 no. That's the one we use for home. I'll take the blue one. So, okay. So now he's got a pencil for school and a pencil for home. And they're two different colors. And I'm not going to take that away because I don't want his day to go to crap. So. It's definitely crazy trying to uh, make sure it's not raining on everybody. But, you know, if it rains on somebody tomorrow, it might be sunny on them. That's true. You never know how much of a, a bad day you can actually give a child until you give them the wrong color of something. The wrong cup, the wrong pencil, the wrong shirt. Yeah, definitely yeah. a rainy day. <laughs> so true. So we do like a little... Um kind of a speed round question to get some more uh, of your thoughts and answers. So like kind of one word to one sentence answers. Are you up for it? Okay. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. I take the negative and make it positive. It's my stubbornness. I don't give up. I like that. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? So the resources that we use, we use Easter seals. Um, I don't, know where you're from i don't know if they have that but here in missouri we do have easter seals tell us more and, about what is that um she has a, a worker that will come out and talk to her and interact with her and he reports obviously back to the department to see what kind of things that could help us they do events so they'll have like reading events or or movie events that we can take them to that is more not necessarily autistic focused, but child focused. And so they do a lot of kind of like the STEM, the STEM uh, education where, you know, motor skills, the sensory stuff. And so um, they even, it's not quite an insurance, but we do pay a premium. And so they just, we just did a, or down payment or deposit for something. And they just send her like a gigantic box of stuff. So she's got the sensory toys. She's got the chewing necklaces. They send her a, um, one of the swings that she can sit in. And that <laughs> it's great, but sucks at the same time because it benefits all the littles from, you know, this five, six and eight year old. It benefits them all, but it was for her. So it's trying to trying to explain to them. Nice. That's hers. I understand. So they, we try to get them to take turns. Yeah. That yeah. thing is a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> if your listeners are in Missouri. Definitely check out Easter Seals. They're awesome. Cool. 
What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Well, I just started working with my 3D printer. Oh. So trying to get the the silk-like plastic that is very touchy and temperamental, just like my children, getting that to work properly. <laughs> cool. That's exciting. I want to hear more about that sometime. <laughs> What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Probably better routine. We have no routine at all. The kids somehow put themselves on a six o'clock dinner. So dinner's usually around six. If I'm out of town and dad's working, then dinner can be as late as eight, which I'm surprised they don't attack him for that. Our routine is a mess. Having a routine would be so much better. Having a Josie, the Jetsons, Rosie. Having a Rosie would be amazing. Yeah, that would be <laughs> You know, the, the routine and then the discussion about labeling, I kind of think have some similarities in that there's certain things about a routine that I really like. And there's certain things I think that would really benefit my family if we had the routine of it. And then there's also that the argument where inside a routine, we're not firing different wirings in our head because we're kind of in that habitual nature, just like if we label somebody something, then they just kind of believe something is the way it is. But it's when you, I heard a dad say the other day, his son called and said, oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm out of money. I'm something, something, something. And his dad said, well, that's awesome because that means you're going to have to wire some new things together to figure out how to come out of this because you don't have a preconceived notion on how to handle it. And he said, give me a call when you figure it out. I'll look forward to hearing about it and hung up on him. Yeah. If you're babying somebody and telling them they're a certain way, then that's, you know, but if you sit down on the bed and you tell your daughter that she's beautiful and doesn't need to bang her head on the wall. And then she says, Oh, I don't need to bang my head on the wall. You know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes it takes more than one time saying it before they get it, but they, they do understand. And that's what I really hate about this whole thing is you're going to label them low functioning. A lot of people think, oh, low thinking. And that's not the case. They are very intelligent. They just don't know how to express it. Mm -hmm. And so finding the right thing that works for the child to express it is all they need. You know, whether it's pointing to pictures or teaching them sign language because they can pick up things a lot faster than us normal people. You know, they have the ability to exceed if given that chance. And I don't like the fact that, you know, even still it's, we've been together since 2019. He's still stuck on that. Well, she can't do it because of this. No, quit it. Uh, -uh. Not happening. She's going to do the same thing that the other kids are doing. And if she fails, then guess what? She's going to do it again. And if she fails, she's going to do it again until she figures out she can do it. You know? Well, it sounds like your kids are lucky to have you. And um, you inspire me. I'm sure you inspire them. Is there anything from what we talked about or just something that's on your heart that for the parents that are listening out there that you'd like to share with them? My main thing is don't get stuck on that label. You know? Even if it's something you know they can't do, let them try, you know, because they might surprise you. If you give them the freedom, they can do extraordinary things. Every kid can, whether they have that communication issue or not. You know? Yeah, 
I think that's beautiful. I think it's a great way to leave this show. And I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And I hope you'll stay a friend of the shows. And I'd love to connect down the road and hear about the new things that you've taught your kids that they could do that they didn't know that they could do. All right. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, Summer's actually going to be in a play next week. So a singing play thing at school. So that's going to be exciting to see how she does in that. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you and your family all the best and um, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. (laughs) 